Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Today we conclude Mike's message on Luke. And that brings us to truth point number four, which says that Jesus is the Word of God. We should listen to him because he is the word of God. When he speaks, it is backed by the full weight of the Father. And there is no other communication that is as loving, helpful, authoritative, and life-transforming as his words. We need to hear him because he is God's son, his anointed one. And so we find Peter, James, and John... They have seen the divine glory of Christ radiating from Jesus. They have heard the voice of the Father declare his true identity. They have experienced all those other things that I started out with at the beginning of the message. And the question then is, what else could be experienced? What else could be said? If their souls were not bursting with faith by now, what else could generate it? They have just witnessed the glory of God and his kingdom on display. And there is nothing, there is nothing greater than that. Well, we come to the last verse of the passage, verse 36, and I've entitled instruction given, even though actually Luke doesn't record any instructions whatsoever that Jesus gave. What we find in in Luke's account is that when the voice ceased, when God stopped speaking, everything was back as it was. Jesus's appearance was just like it was before. Moses and Elijah were nowhere to be found, and there is no cloud And there was no authoritative voices speaking. Luke simply says that they remained quiet and told no one what they had witnessed. And that's true. And as far as it goes. But as we look at Matthew and Mark, we get a little bit broader picture. Matthew records that when everything was back to normal and Jesus was there alone, that he actually did give them some instructions. And the instructions that he gave them was tell no one what you have witnessed. Tell no one what you have seen. But he didn't stop there. He said, don't do it until I have been raised from the dead. In other words, keep your mouth closed. Keep this to yourself. Keep this close to the vest because there's a work coming up and we don't want this thing to overshadow. So keep it to yourself until that work has been done and until I've been raised from the dead. Mark then records that after telling them this, they, the disciples walked away from the experience and, and they were trying to understand what Jesus meant by rising from the dead. They didn't even still understand what this mission was all about. And the truth is that there would be time to tell everyone what they witnessed, but at that particular point, everything that had happened there on the mountain was for them. It was for their benefit. It was a gift for the development and the undergirding of their faith. And why did they need that? Because great times of testing were about to come upon them, and they would need every bit of everything they had seen and heard to get through it. And God was gracious to give it. You know, sometimes we find ourselves in the midst of facing something that's going to be very stressful. And God is good to give us a sign that he is with us, something to remember. And what a blessing that is when it happens. I really can't go into any real detail, but I go back to, 19, to, 20, to 2006. It was August, and I was about to come to Des Moines, become the pastor of First Federated Church. And the, and, and the mountain was steep, and the requirements were going to be very high. 
And there was a great amount of possibility that I would face perhaps the most difficult times of my life. And I remember that on the eve of actually pulling out of Athens, Ohio, something happened. Something huge happened. Something that threatened the security of my family. And man, I was in a tither. I didn't know what to do. And a phone call came. And an individual spoke to me who was sitting in this room right now. And they asked me what my problem was. And I told them. And they said, it's fixed. It's fixed. Just go ahead and get in the car and come on. Everything is fine. I'm going to take care of it. And you know, I stood, I was standing out by the mailbox there on Hebbardsville Road, and I was, I'd just gotten off the phone, and it was just hit me like lightning. It was the Spirit saying, that right there is a sign. You're going somewhere where you're going to encounter stress and difficulty, and you're going to come to a place where you wonder, should I have even done this? Was this really the will of God? And I'm giving you this sign right now so that when those times come, you can remember what just happened and you can know that even though you're going through the difficulty, I'm the one who sent you there and I did send you there. And that is an awesome experience. I would encourage all of us to be sensitive to the Spirit of God because sometimes He sends us those kind of gifts. Sometimes through great stress and difficulty, But my goodness, when they come, they come to encourage us. And this was for the disciples as well. Well, as well. Did they ever speak of the moment? Did they ever come to a place where they actually did talk about it? Yes, they did. In fact, the Holy Spirit inspired both Peter and John to write about it. And it's recorded in the Word of God. About 30 years after Jesus returned to heaven, Peter wrote these words. For we did not follow clever cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased, we ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain. John, who was also there, writes about it a little more briefly. John chapter 1, verse 14, he says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So, so what can we get from this passage today? What would be beneficial for us to walk out of this room remembering this morning? You know, the father said out of that cloud, he said, this is my son, this is my chosen one, hear him. So perhaps we should end this time hearing him. Perhaps we should listen to him speak to us. Jesus spoke so many things, and we don't have time to go over them all, but here are some that really rise to the top. So hear him. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You know, we're living in a time when we are very much tempted and pressured to not be exclusive with Jesus. We live in a time where we're being hit from every corner that we need to be inclusive, that we need to accept everyone's word as truth, that we need to accept that there are probably many ways to the Father. You know, Jesus is the way to the Father for the Christians, But for the Muslims, it's this, and for the Buddhist, it's that, and for the Hindu, it's something else. 
But Jesus comes back and he says with all authority, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And no one, I don't care if you're Buddhist, I don't care if you're Hindu, I don't care if you're Mormon, I don't care uh, what you are. Uh, if you are uh, 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 Muslim, it doesn't matter. No one comes to the Father except through me. We need to hear that. Jesus also said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. He really wasn't talking about actual bread in your belly or water across your your lips, but he was talking about the spiritual hunger and the spiritual thirst that exists because of our sin nature. And he simply says that if you'll come to me, I'll deal with that. And if you come to me, you will not find yourself wanting. Jesus said this, come to me. Oh, you know what? A lot of us need to hear this one. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in spirit, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I can't help when I'm reading that to think of so many believers that I know who will read that and they'll attest to the fact that that's in the Word, that is the Word of God, but their life experience is quite the opposite. They feel like they're chasing everything under the sun. They're trying to please God. They're trying to earn favor with Him, even though they know that that's not the way to go. And they just work, 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 work. And I just want to say that if you find yourself so beaten down with your religion that you don't find rest in Christ, there's something wrong with your religion. But I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do the other thing. I got to meet this expectation. No, you don't. The only thing that you have to do is cozy up to Jesus and be his son or daughter. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. And when we do that, we begin to find that coming to him and receiving his mercy and grace as opposed to trying to work for something becomes a time of rest. Jesus said, for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Whoever believes in him, whoever comes to him in faith, and to believe in him in truest form means you're turning from self, and you're turning from the world, and you're embracing him. And the scripture says, Jesus said, you will not perish, but have everlasting life. The final verse that I'm going to read is this one. From John 6, 37, all that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Yeah, but you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. You don't know how, how what's going on inside my soul. You don't know about all the fears and doubts and all the voices in my head. But he says, if you come to him, if you just come to him, If you'll look to him and trust in him, he won't cast you out. He will embrace you. He will love you. He will care for you. So the Father wants us to hear Jesus because he alone has the words of life. Three questions. Are your ears open to his voice? And when he speaks, do you respond to his call? Is there an area in your life that you know Jesus is speaking to, but you've chosen not to listen? And if yes, why? Why? Why not listen? Why not respond? You've got to know that whatever he's asking of you is for your good. 
is for your development and for his glory. So I'm going to close with this warning from Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 through 11, about not hearing and responding when the Lord speaks. This is really addressed to Israel, but it certainly applies to anyone who would call themselves a child of God. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. That's why listening to him is so important and why responding is so important. Because when we hear and we choose not to respond, it hardens us against his voice. Speaking to Israel today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness where your fathers put me to the test and saw my works for 40 years, but didn't believe, didn't walk, didn't respond. Therefore, I was provoked with that generation, and I said, they always go astray in their heart. They have not known my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. And I conclude with this statement, that Jesus is the Lord of glory. He is the Lord of glory. And so we need to hear his voice. We need to obey his word. And only then will we find rest for our souls. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.